they actually showed the cast having fun. It's a miracle. Plus, oil wrestling is always a good time. Michaela is too logical and too correct for everyone else in this house. No one wants to get the vets out except for the one logical and correct person. And perpetually targeted Chris is targeted again and now has four limb wins in one season. Look out Sarah Grayson. Look out Wes and Casey. Look out Horacio. You may soon be joined in the record books. It's the Challenge USA 2 episode 11 which I guess wasn't the penultimate episode. Recap coming up right now. What up, my fellow challenge lovers? Welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV or CBS is the challenge, past, present, or future for happening in the challenge universe. Then we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated challenge historian, Jacob Hollaball. Thank you so very, very much for being here with me today to talk, not the penultimate episode of The Challenge USA 2. Turns out there's more than 12. Turns out they just don't want to tell us. They don't want to put good in information anywhere. I know some of you listening who have messaged me and have said it's 13, it's 14. If some of you said it was 11, I said it was 11. I said it was 14. I said it was 12. I said it was 10. We're all just continually wrong. I guess it'll just be over when it's over, which I guess maybe is 13 episodes, maybe is 14. Don't do a two-part final. Don't do eight people in the final. So hopefully 13, I guess is now what I'm hoping for. One more person eliminated, 10 people in the final still. I don't know, but as long as it's Aaron, we're going to be here covering it. And tonight's episode was a pretty good one. Not quite the high, high of a couple of the episodes we've had during the season, but some good stuff, some very noteworthy things worth talking about. We're going to break it down all of course here on the pod before we do as always programming reminders, survivor. Big premiere last night, polarizing premiere last night of survivor 45, Wow, my goodness, Uh, there is a lot to talk about with the premiere of Survivor 45, and if you don't know or you don't remember, we are covering Survivor here on the Challenge Historian podcast, the first time we're covering a show outside of the challenge, and by we, I actually mean myself and someone else for the first time, me and my good friend Tony from Challenge Fandom Podcast are covering it. We did the big season preview now. We've both watched the premiere episode. We have not recorded that recap yet. Once we do, we will get it out to you, and then we'll be coming every week throughout Survivor 45. The date is TBD every single week. We're hopeful right now, fingers crossed, that we're going to be able to record tomorrow night, have that out to you, you know, late Friday, early Saturday morning. Might not end up being until Monday. We will see what it is, and throughout the season, it'll just be when the two of us with our very different schedules and busy lives are able to coordinate, but we will be covering it every single week, and we certainly will be covering that premiere episode because there was a lot, lot, lot to cover. So those will be coming at some point. Late Thursday nights, early Friday mornings for the next couple of weeks, longer than we thought originally. Challenge USA coverage will continue no matter how long this season goes and how close it gets to running right up to potentially the week before Challenge 39 on MTV debuts again. No matter what, we will do the season 39 preview one week in advance, maybe a week and a half that will be premiering on a Wednesday. We maybe will try to put that out on the week and a half, nine days before that Monday before and kind of split the difference between two weeks out, one week's out. 
will have that premiere no matter what. Even if there is a episode 14 finale of USA that week, we'll just do three podcasts that week and have a uh, finale recap, a survivor recap, and a season 39 premiere or preview special. So that's the schedule no matter what there. And then, of course, of course, of course, the challenge is what this podcast is about. The challenge is where I am the historian of that franchise. So even though they are going to be, they still haven't learned, I guess. MTV just can't quit Thursdays, and so they can't put the challenge on Thursday. They are going to put it on Wednesday again and go right up against Survivor. We, of course, will be watching the challenge first and recapping it during season 39, immediately following the episodes on Wednesday night. So don't worry there. Survivor is in second place around these parts and always will be challenge. Of course, we'll always be first. As for tonight's agenda, same old, same old. We're walking through the episode. We're giving out awards. We're doing power rankings. We're doing predictions. Typical stuff for a straightforward episode, but with some good things to talk about. So episode 11, Challenge USA 2, let's dive in. As we walk through the episode, it's going to be really quick and then it'll slow down at the end because the first portions are very quick. And the first portion is extremely quick, which does tend to happen more often than not, especially the later in the seasons that we go here. But that first house session uh, segment, if you will, a uh, couple things worth still pointing out. The main one, I was nervous for my guy Fessel. I'll just say it. I was nervous because two people back to back brought his name up. First Tyler in a you know positive light. And then I believe it was Chris in a negative light. And so I was like, oh, they're mentioning my guy a lot. That's, you know, you don't want to be the focal point of the episode in this initial house segment. But there was no confessionals for him. And so I was, wasn't too concerned, figured he wasn't really going to be involved in the episode. And that's exactly what we're looking for. On the other hand, the person we knew was going to be heavily involved in the episode was Corey for the first time all season. It feels like we remembered that Corey was there and has also been playing this background game. He, Fessy and Josh, all three trying to be as vet as vets come and be the, you know, the proper strategy here, stay in the background. So we haven't had a lot of Corey. We start this episode off with all the Corey. And so in my mind, you know, I jumped to the editing tricks of Corey's either about to go home, which when they showed him calling the kids, I was like, oh, damn it. Corey's gone. Like, damn it. I feel bad for the guy. He's gone. He's so out of here or though he was going to win. So when we got to the daily, we, we leaned either way. I will say though, it's always fun getting to see him call the kiddos. And when they haven't been harping on it, every confessional all season long, and uh, we've had a little break from him for a season or two, we've had other parents on the show trying to pull the parent card instead of it being kind of a little overdone. Like it's been a couple of times in the past and said, this was sweet and endearing. It was like, yeah, it's great to get a little check in, see the new baby Maya. So that was wonderful. And that was it for the house segment. Then we had the big daily challenge, the much anticipated, much teased daily challenge, some good old fashioned wrestling, King of the Hill, all oiled up. It's great. I love that they kick it off or TJ kicks it off by, I don't, I won't say kind of, because they directly shout out the local culture. It's just very short, quick, and kind of not very specific, just that, you know, someone give or take in the area that they're in at some point in history, oil wrestled or oiled up and wrestled, I guess. But it was at least 
a little bit of something and this used to be a thing it used to be a thing at different points in the history of the franchise to like you know the names of different things or just the references or the places they would go to do the daily challenges and whatnot and so that was kind of a nice little thing that there has been a there has been a good amount of those i've referenced most of them i think while covering this season but there's been a good amount of like little nods to things from the past of the show that i do appreciate and i appreciated that one the challenge itself, it is really, really great. It's, I mean, it, come on, like get oiled up and wrestle King of the Hill style. Like it's a great challenge. It, it ends up being very fun, entertaining, some good battles, but it should have been individual matchups. I think I referenced this uh, challenge quite a few times, but um, I think it should have been individual, like one-on-one matchups, random drawings, even though no one would have believed it was random, but who cares? Um a la the, the the walk the plank that Derek dominated. I believe that was on Gauntlet 2. I want to say Gauntlet 2. Maybe I'm wrong. It was one of those. Uh, I think it was Gauntlet 2. We'll go with that. But you know the one. Uh, one-on-one battles where they kind of had to wrestle at the end of a plank, push each other off a plank, off the side of a little makeshift pirate ship. Derek, you know, famously beats, uh, I forget his incredible run in it, but beats three very large big men in that uh, maybe it was the duel. Maybe it was Gauntlet 2. It's late. I'm being a bad historian. I didn't even double check. I should. But you know what I'm talking about. And that style makes it more fun. And that style gives someone like Chris a chance. It gives someone like Tori on the female side a chance in this. Because neither of them had any chance. Chris didn't have a chance. Tori didn't have a chance. Cassie didn't have a chance. Tyler didn't have a chance. Those four were done. Guaranteed. No shot in hell. All they could hope to do was maybe take one person with them, which uh, two of those four people did. Um, So that's a little bit of a bummer. I know the hope from production is that maybe everyone doesn't gang up on the obvious person, but, and you know, that like some shady shit, this is like at least gives the opportunity for shady shit to happen, but there's no throwing. There's no accidents when it's wrestling, when it's like something else. And there's a little easier way to be able to like, accidentally not do the right thing or you know i got confused or in the heat of the moment or you know i thought you were gonna put the last x on this person so i kind of just got started over there earlier whatever wrestling doesn't really leave any room for accidents uh quote unquote accidents or any kind of betrayals really it's pretty straightforward so they had to know that, but we do still get a couple good one-on-one battles to end each round. Corey versus Fessel is definitely a solid battle. It's a fun little match for a minute or two. I think Bananas smartly went down with Tyler. I think he kind of was like, okay with that. As long as he pushed Tyler out, he, that he went out with him. Um, so he didn't have to take part knowing that somehow not a single person in this house is interested in voting for him, which we will come back to later. And then we get the big battle, Michaela versus Chanel. Fantastic. Chanel said on uh, Twitter, I, I believe it was her, maybe it was, I think it was Chanel, uh, you know, retweeted some video of it that it went 30 plus minutes. It looks like it probably did, especially like it would be one thing if you just had to wrestle and get someone out of a large ring that size. But when you're oiled up and slippery, while it might be hard for you to get your footing, it's way harder for the other person to get you out. So I can imagine that took a long time, huge battle, flipping them everywhere you know, body slams everywhere, super physical, super tough, super impressive from both of them. And it is a little bit wild that it's two allies going this hard at each other in this physical of a way, putting their, you know, lives in the game on the line, because 
this is definitely something you can get injured in for sure. But it makes sense that, you know, Chanel wants to prove herself. She knows her and Desi, as we'll see immediately afterwards. No, Michaela's trying to swing for Tori. She was doing it last week. She, they know she's probably going to want to do it again if she wins. And that puts them in jeopardy. So it makes sense that Chanel's like, I all out like want to win this. I don't care that the person in my way is someone who is obviously not going to vote for me directly. She wants to win. Michaela still feels like I'm kind of like, I'm good with a bunch of people, but like I'm the last good person on a bunch of people's list. I want to win it. I want to keep proving myself. I want to have the power to actually take the big swings. It makes sense. They put on a hell of a battle, incredible show from them. Other notable people. I would have loved to know what Tori like one-on-one versus a Michaela versus a Chanel versus a Desi. I would have loved to know and have that data, that information on what those individual battles would have looked like. We will never know potentially other notables than Cassidy, huge fight from her. Incredible episode for Cassidy, incredible showing here from her. And she's just really rising in my, my belief that she could straight up win. Like she could actually win and, or my belief that like, you know, I would have, I would still say a super physical elimination isn't like in her best interest, but I'm now, you know, think she can hold her own in anything at this point, for sure. It's no longer like if a bigger person than her goes into her versus a super physical elimination, like she's toast. It's like, I don't know. She could definitely kind of win anything at this point. I don't know that I'd make her the favorite in some super physical thing now, but she showed a lot of heart. She showed a lot of fight. She showed a lot of talent and skill in this. So shout out to her. And then Josh continues to Josh, which was just kind of funny in general. And uh, again, the guy's side, it was too, too nice and too Alliance built to have too much fun with it. Then we're back at the house and Michaela is the only intelligent person here. We'll just go with that. Um, that's, that's the main thing worth talking about. She is the only one who wants to do anything that is actually a good idea. <laughs> um, everyone else is just like cons- co-signed, I guess, to like, these are the 10 people that are going to make the final and the two or three that we've chosen to not be on that list or the two or three that uh, we just got to vote in over and over and over again until Hopefully TJ tells the 10 of us that we're going to the final because it's been that way for a few weeks. It continues to be that way. Michaela is the only one that wants to do anything different. I get that Desi and Chanel, I totally understand their side of like, Hey, if you put Tori in the logical thing for everyone else to do is we, if we want Tori to go out now is to vote Desi or Chanel in, and we don't want to go against Tori in the elimination. And that's a fair stance. Um, We'll see if it, we'll see as, you know, they say like, I I, I think it's Cassidy, maybe to Michaela later says, you know, it's going to be something if Tori beat, just beat you in a final and you never even took a shot at her in elimination. And they're like, so be it. Well, we'll see. I don't think Tori's guaranteed to win the final. If she gets in the final by any means, I think any of the three of Desi, Michaela and Tori can win, but I would definitely just off of experience and reputation I would be wanting her out of the game. I would probably lean towards if I've got to beat you, I would prefer given the eliminations they've been having this season, like throw me in an elimination with you versus throwing me into a final with you where there's a lot of elements out of my control and you're done this a bunch of times and are good at it and have won it two times more or less once officially, but kind of twice. Um, Yeah. So I get where they're coming from, but 
you know, they, they, they regain a lot of my respect. They salvage it certainly by then at least voting and at least trying to put her in versus Cassidy, which would at least be something. It's at least a shot. And especially given the, the game, it ends up being, it definitely could have been any, anyone's game in that. And then the other side of that, after Michaela at least gives it an honest effort is what the fuck is Corey doing? What is Corey doing? Saving Tori, no problem. No problem. Because again, as we've talked about multiple times, as all of the cast members have basically stated and built alliances around, they assume the final is going to be very similar to a lot of recent finals. And all the men in the house are going to want the best possible women there to run it with them for different segments. And all the women in the house are going to want the best possible men there to run it with. And so from Corey's vantage, we saw open the episode with him and Michaela kind of having a chat late night in the kitchen of him being like, I think these are the five best women. And, you know, Cassie's the one that's disposable to me because I want to run with the best women. And so him being like, Tori's has my back, has proven that she has my back. And if anything, I would love to be with her in a final. All good there. Why not bananas? Why is there not even a mention of Johnny bananas coming out of his mouth? Why is there not at least if it's, if not bananas, throw a, throw a comment Fessy's way, at least like, Again, this is not me trying to be like, you should be scared of Fessy in a final or anything like that, but just there's six of them by the end of the episode, five of them left pecking order wise. I would be just as scared of Chris as I would be of Fessy, but I don't know, Corey, just, uh, I guess I a slightly answered like, yeah, he could probably lean on like, we're all just as nervous about Chris as anyone here, but it's bananas. Come on. You got you, you, Chris got Wes out of the game for you. That was massive. He stepped up and said, that's who I want to go against. And then he beat him. And that's amazing. Now, one of you needs to actually make an attempt on bananas and it makes no sense. <sighs> yeah, I just don't get it. Especially, I know there's there's one or two eliminations left. One or two. Maybe not even a men's one. We don't even know. We don't know if they're taking five, if they're taking four. Maybe there's not even men's elimination left. But all you got to do, Corey, go to Fessy, go to Josh, you and Josh have had these conversations been previous seasons. Josh has had these conversations every season in the last three or four he's been on. He just had this moment with Wes voting him in last week. Go to Josh, go to Fessy, say, I know we've all been working with bananas. I know a few of us, myself and Fessy, we've actually had arguments with bananas this season. I know I have targeted him over and over and over in the past for a good damn reason. And we should all look ourselves in the eyes and say, we're probably not going to beat him in a final. We should probably try to get him out. He's helped us get this far. That's very nice. There's only maybe one elimination left after this. We're not putting too much at risk. Maybe Fessy and Josh do the same thing Desi and Chanel do of like, well, that who and who do you expect is going to go down there and beat him exactly? And then maybe that's where Fessy is like, you know, I I just lost a bananas in a elimination on the last season I was on. Maybe I would rather face him in a final again and take my luck with partners and this, that, and the other. I don't know, but I can't believe Corey doesn't bring his name up. I can't believe bananas after being early target this season and me thinking my prediction of bananas winning three or four eliminations was going to come to fruition. He just became Mr. Popular. He's in everyone's good graces. He's in everyone's alliance. It's fascinating. It's, it's a testament to him. Uh, you could say it's super easy and this is vacation Alliance style bullshit, but you still have to build that relationship even outside of the game or before the game or across other seasons to then come into this one and be able to so seamlessly and easily end up with the whole house working with you. So 
yeah, hats off to the goat. I guess that's all we say. We had a party night. That was fun for about 90 seconds. They gave us like 90 seconds, which I'll take it. I'll take it. Can we have that at least every episode? Can you double it up maybe here or there? They finally show us having some fun. Cassie's fantastic. Everyone's fantastic. Michelle's the best. Tori doesn't get enough credit for still being super fun in all the fun times that they don't show. I mean, she flipped upside down and started twerking in, I believe that was, was that Cassidy's face. And they gave us half a second of it and then cut out and it was like, what, the, what it, can we just give me 60 minutes of just this party, whatever this party is that they're having, <laughs> give me 60 minutes of that. Give me a bonus episode, throw clips on YouTube. I'm always trying to help you out, get more views, bring in more money, make, make it more fun for everyone. I don't know, but it, we got 90 seconds of a party night. So there's that Michelle, her vote was the only like controversial vote to cast. It's the correct one. She's currently second to the bottom on everyone's rankings when voting for the women. Casty's the only one below her. And so she's like, I would prefer Casty stays around so that I don't become the de facto you're for sure going in if there is another women's elimination. So it makes sense. She's got two sides who have both helped her equally at this point. And so, yeah, if anything, the other side has helped her more. She's done played more seasons with all these other people. She just happened to have did the first ever show she did happens to be the same as those other women. But uh, yeah, her loyalty hasn't has been clearly not really with anyone the whole season. And so it makes sense, uh, at least to me. And I, I don't know. It sounds like next episode from the next week on, it doesn't make sense to the Survivor Girls. Then we get to the arena. The game's really fun. It's another killer choice. It's random and silly, but it's heavily on strategy and heavy athleticism. And I just, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I have also loved, I almost weirdly like how polarizing it seems to be. I not from just reading a bunch of stuff on social media, but now some people messaging me as I've talked about how much I've loved these eliminations and a few people saying I'm right there with you. Love, love, love a few people saying, uh, these suck, not for me and using some other language in those. And so, yeah, uh, I kind of like that it's polarizing and I am certainly on the side of, I think they're fantastic. I think they're amazing. I've loved every single one of them. Essentially. I think I, my memory again, it's late and we do these late. Uh, my memory is not perfect right now, but I think I've loved like almost every single one, if not every single one I didn't love, however, the strategy by either person when being chased in this, it seemed like neither Tyler or Chris really tried to move much at all. Now, if you're Chris and you're getting chased first, Maybe you're just thinking, I'm going to save a little bit of energy here. So that's maybe why he went for the just get to the barrels and try to throw them and see if you can get lucky and knock them off route. I'll buy that. I'll, that makes a little sense. But then it seemed like, I don't maybe Tyler was then just gassed a little more and Chris was really moving. But it's pretty wild that they that Tyler lost by 30 seconds and did it in a minute 52, if we are to believe the times we were told. And it's very crazy that Chris got that in a minute 20 seconds. That seems very that seems fast just if they had to do straight line from one side of that ring to the other on top of those barrels. It seems like a minute 20 would be a damn good time, let alone actually having to do it and find and chase and get to another player. As always, I have questions about the rules. Were you allowed to hold your, cause when they, when, uh, the second, the second round, 
actually really both rounds. I had the same thought of once they got close to you, could you grab your own barrel and kind of like hold it out as like a shield, like stick it, like try to knock them over with it. I'm guessing you couldn't. It seemed like when Chris was throwing those barrels, he certainly wasn't allowed to throw them at Tyler. He had to kind of, it seemed like maybe the rule was, Hey, it has to hit the ground first and can like roll into his barrels as always. It would be great to know all of the rules of the game from home. Chris wins number four. He has now had a comeback win in pole wrestling that we were shown one round of, but we found out was in fact a lose the first round, win the next two comeback victory over Luis. Then he has the super random trick beer pong life-size shot versus Sebastian, which is just is was crazy and it's just a weird thing to win. Then he has Wes, who he called wants to get in there, and Wes gets the advantage of going first and the experience and everything else, and Chris beats him. And then we have Tyler in a game that is it was definitely in Tyler's skill set. It wasn't, you know, advantage Tyler over Chris necessarily in this by any means, but it wasn't, you know, if it was pure, if it was the wrestling, well, I think Tyler proved in this episode, physical stuff, anything. He's a great athlete and would have been able to hold his own in most anything. I think if it was super physical, Chris would have dominated. So it was set up for at least Tyler to have as good of a shot as he was going to get in this. And so four solid wins, uh, a couple of them extremely impressive. And now there's only five guys left. Are those five in the final? I don't know. We will see. But if there's not, or if there is one more elimination, I'm guessing maybe there, maybe there will be, then Chris is probably going to end up in it more than likely, which would mean he would maybe have a shot at tying the record and getting win number five, joining the record books. And I just, I said this last week on the predictions portion, it's going to be a big moment if Josh ends up in the last elimination of the season, and it would be a monumental moment if there were one more guy's elimination and it became Chris versus like, if Chris goes in there and gets thrown in again, if I'm him, I turn around and look like, no, like I'll try to do the bananas in the final. I don't know if he probably would be like, give me bananas. I took Wes out. I'll take bananas out. And then I'll waltz through this final and whoop all y'all's asses. But if I'm him, I turn around and be like, I want Josh out of this lineup. I'll take Josh. And if it was Josh at the precipice of a final, Versus Chris on the precipice of tying the record for five elimination wins in one season, let alone a rookie season. That would be something that'd be a hell of a last elimination of the season. So much on the line. So we will see if there is another one. If not, Chris four is a very impressive number. He did it in an impressive fashion and he is an absolute, absolute star immediately in his first season. On to the awards best quote. Michaela and Cassidy said some fun things that I didn't write down, but we'll just give the award to the two of them. As for best moment, Corey getting the win, nominee number one. I really like to see it. I've always just, you know, Corey's just an awesome dude. Uh, whether he's, you know, your favorite that you're rooting for to win every given season, he's the consummate professional of the challenge. Great dude. Love Corey. So it was good to see him get that win. And as challenge stats uh, pointed out, he had the longest active Day, individual daily losing streak and he finally broke that it was his first ever individual daily challenge win on his however many seasons he has done now so shout out to him for that second nominee Michaela versus Chanel fantastic battle of course third nominee 
the party and Cassidy at the party. And then fourth and final nominee, Cassidy and Michaela's argument, which I'm going to go ahead and give that the win. I really enjoyed. Again, Cassidy is proving herself to definitely be flagship worthy for sure. If not, at least, you know, more USA, but definitely flagship worthy. She's having a good time. She's, you know, stirring up enemies. She's winning eliminations with her back against the wall. She's getting into arguments with Michaela and they're, they're giving us entertainment and it's desperately needed in certain spots on this season. And that she has been one of the reoccurring people who have offered it up when it has become necessary. And so shout out to her for the best moment and for the episode MVP, Michelle gets a few votes. Corey and Chris are both, of course, on there, as is Michaela. I was torn to give it to Michaela or to give it to Cassidy. And at the end of the day, Michaela's got a few of them. And this might be one of those just hard to vote for the same person over and over situations. But in what felt like a little bit of the tie, I leaned towards Cassidy because I do not believe I've given her an MVP yet this season and she's deserving of one and she definitely deserves one for this episode. Fantastic performance, Cassidy episode MVP. Then we close it out with the power rankings and the predictions and there has been a shakeup on the female side. Michaela's going to number one. Boom, I did it. I said it. If I had to pick someone to win now, I've been saying Michaela Desi Tori is, you know, the top three, but I've had Desi and Tori in the top two. Michaela's number one for me. I think Michaela's going to win the final is my new, you know, I'm still rooting for Desi. I'm still rooting for Michelle, even though I know Michelle can't win because she's on season 39, which is called battle for a new champion. So she's obviously not a champion yet. But uh, I, if I had to make a bet, I still don't feel great. I still feel certain that it's one of those three with respect to Cassidy and Chanel. But uh, Michaela's at the top of the rankings for me. She's playing a flawless game, nearly flawless game here. On the men's side, Banana stays number one. He's going to win. I guess he's just going to win his eighth time. And we're going to have to figure out what, uh, how we, how we count challenge USA to win in the all time. You know, does it, does it weigh the same as all the MTV version wins in the, the greatest conversation and whatnot, and just any general conversation, but we counted USA one as basically is the same, same weight. So yeah, I guess we're going to have to, he's going to be, he's going to be the eight time champ. I saw someone call him the eight time champ on, uh, on Twitter while during the episode. And I think they were referring to, the spinoff that shall not be named. Those don't count, everyone. I thought we all knew that. I thought we were all in agreement on that. So uh, he's number one. Chris moves up to number two, though. We just got to say it. Chris is the second biggest threat on the men's side. If someone's going to beat Bananas, as much as I want it to be Fessy, I think Chris is the one that can beat him in the final right now. So, you know, if I'm Bananas, I'm certainly throwing in Chris one more time if I'm able to make that happen. And I'm throwing Fessy in with them. For sure, 100% trying to get one of those two out of the game because I think those are the only three that have a shot. Respectfully to Corey, I would love to see Corey win. It would be amazing. It would be wonderful. I'd feel great about it. I just, I don't think that he's really... If they were to get Bananas out, if there were to be one more male elimination and they got Bananas out, then I think it Corey could win. I don't think Josh can win anyway. I don't think there's any way Josh can beat Chris, Fessy, and Corey, even if it was just the four of them without bananas there. So I guess I'll give Corey that, but he just showed he has no interest in getting bananas out, which I still do not understand. Do not understand. Really letting us down. Really letting his old self down. I can't believe if we went back to Invasion, 
to Dirty 30, to Vendettas, to Final Reckoning, to that era of Corey, and told him he was eventually going to have no issue, even though Bananas had kind of targeted him a little bit earlier, got in a verbal argument with him during the season, and yet by the end of the season, he's still totally like, nah, not even thinking about doing that. Old Corey would be flabbergasted at what future Corey was doing. As for predictions, I don't know. At this point, I get... I mean, I got kind of, I got some stuff right last week, uh, but I get the episodes wrong. We don't know. I don't know how many there are left. I literally scrolled right before I clicked record. I scrolled through TV guide and we do have an episode 11 next uh, Thursday at the same time that it was this week. But then I got to two Thursdays from now. And that was when the data stopped for USA uh, TV guide. So and I did some Google searches to no avail, nothing. Um, still a bunch of articles saying that it was an 11 episode season, which we just saw episode 11. That's certainly not true. So uh, maybe in the next day or two, TV Guide will be multiple weeks out and we'll know that there's at least an episode 13. But I think we guarantee know that it's whether there's an episode 14. I don't know. I'm very confused. Either way, next week, I think it's a women's elimination because I don't think I, maybe it could be a double, but I, it's got to be a women's. I don't know. They're not going to go six and four to the final. Maybe they will. Maybe it'll be different than it's ever been before and won't be balanced. But I think somehow, some way, it's a women's elimination. I think Cassidy's luck comes to an end. And no, you know what? Mm, uh, uh, mm, mm. I think Michelle's luck comes to an end. I certainly hope not. She's my favorite. She's my absolute favorite. I think she's even past Desi at this point. Michelle's just so great on the show, uh, but she's, if, if we know she's not going to win, so she, uh, maybe she loses, hopefully she just loses in the final. I don't know. I'm not making, I don't, I, this is the prediction. I'm not making any more predictions, for, at least for next week. I'll make them for the final. That's what I'll do right now. I'll make the new finals predictions. I'm still, you know, my winner, winners pick at the beginning of the season, Wes and Desi. I'm sticking, I'll, you know, be happy to be right and have been rooting for Desi. But right now, I would say Michaela and Bananas are in the driver's seat. That's who, if I had to make a late season bet on, I'm betting on the two of them. And I'm betting on a bunch of people who are pro CT, anti-Bananas in the GOAT conversation, saying that Bananas, if he were to win again, that it doesn't count or it doesn't matter and any all the things like that, um, that, that that happens. So that's the predictions, kind of a little bit. That's the episode, certainly. So thank you as always for being here. Challenge historian on Instagram. If you want to chat challenge, if you want to let me know if, you know, where you fall on the polarizing eliminations or anything to do with this season, if you also can't believe that Corey didn't even think about bananas, didn't even throw the name out there. I'm just really shocked. I could, I could sit here and mutter back and forth about that for hours and hours and hours. Obviously you don't want that. This is the end of the show. Thank you as always for being here. I will be back with Tony to cover the Survivor premiere. Whew, what a premiere. Uh, hopefully, hopefully tomorrow night. If not, it won't be until beginning of next week. We'll see. Again, trying to get those out anytime we can, as long as we get it out sometime before the next episode. That's our only true goal and our only true promise. So be on the lookout for that. Thanks as always for being here. Love you. Appreciate you. Till next time. Peace.